Kyrie Jean next week? Tell me. Why not? Oh, <laughs> give me some. <laughs> and I don't know the text. I was going to use this text. You know, I'm thinking about the imagery. I'm in class. I'm, I'm, I'm in grade one, and, and you know, the, I'm having a challenge. And the teacher comes, and the teacher asks, you know, uh, uh, you know, the teacher inquires yes. why I keep getting this answer wrong. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, and it is not that the teacher is. It, it would be improper for me to say the reason I'm getting it wrong is because of the teacher. Right. No, some persons may say, you know, the teacher probably teaching bad, but no. Yeah. The responsibility is on you to learn and right. from your circumstances and to adjust. So when the teacher comes and the teacher inquires as to why it is you are not getting this right, it is an expression of the identity of a teacher who cares about the progress and development of the student. In the same way, I'm seeing that same thing happening here between, you know, the divine and the human. And the human so, that, yes. that it is the divine who cares about our spiritual health. Correct. So the teacher, yeah. in that analogy, is on a purposeful path. Purposeful path. And the same thing is with is being demonstrated with God. Yeah. The only challenge is it's a journey that is uncomfortable. Yeah. And when God asks why, prepare for discomfort. Prepare for discomfort. I should have thought of that. You should have thought of that. You know, you should have thought of that. where we're hoping you could find for yourselves a private application for your situation. Um, Shalon, <laughs> Pastor Shalon, if you please. Uh, you know, we don't quite do titles here, but welcome to the British Home Podcast. It's a um, pleasure, you've right? been it's hearing us in the grapevines, but we're here in the flesh. And we want to talk uh, about the, the problem, the tension, and the solution of, of this particular word. And... Um, I want us to paint for for the audience a the scenery um, of the text. Um, what is happening around this problem? Why why this problem is in one sense relevant for us today? Because I'm speaking about it, but they don't quite know what we're talking about. But we're talking about this sermon that Pastor Shalom preached today, entitled "Why," and we're hoping to bring that home today so you can find for yourself a private application for your situation. So talk to me, man. Um, why, why the sermon? <laughs> you get it? I get it. You get it? <laughs> <laughs> to be quite honest, yeah. I was asking myself, why as well? Why as well? It's interesting because I was led to this passage in Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. I like Jeremiah as a major prophet. As a major prophet. I like his synergy. I like how he intertwines, you know, judgment, mm-hmm. God's grace, God's retribution, justice, mercy. Yeah. It's like a beautiful symphony of God's grace, mercy, and how he just takes his people through so many circumstances. Circumstances, yeah. That are difficult. Difficult. But end in um, joy. And so I like the book of Jeremiah for that. So when God led me to Jeremiah 8, I was like, but Lord, why are you sending me here? Why are you sending me here? Talk to me. And I started looking at the text and then, you know, I'm not one to like, in terms of movies, look at the trailers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With a lot of this scary stuff. Mm -hmm. 
but somehow I was drawn into this yeah. thriller in Jeremiah chapter 8, especially when it starts out. You know, there is this heavy heaviness about bones. Yeah. About the bones of the princes and the bones of the kings. Yeah, kind of grim. Yeah. Yeah, like this, this is not the thriller you would want to watch, man. Yeah. But not I, it. I, I I rather watch it in um in, in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give me it in the Bible any yeah, day. Yeah. So I, I, I was reading the text and as I looked through the dimensions of the text I saw several people speaking and I saw God speaking. I saw the people in the text, that's Jerusalem, God's people speaking, and I saw Jeremiah as well speaking but the questions in the text uh, they caught my interest mm -hmm. there are a lot of questions that were asked in the text mm -hmm. but the why questions really pulled me into the text yeah. because I've come to understand that in all human experiences we would ask a lot of questions and yeah. we would face circumstances where we wonder why yeah yeah why did we lose our job? Why did all of this happen? Why did all of this happen? Yeah. yeah. So why did we have to go through the pandemic? <laughs> why? 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 Yeah. So why, why disrupt business? Why disrupt business? Why stop coming to school? Why? Why all the all this um, social distancing? Why? Why penalize the church why for so long? For so long. Yeah. So we have I enough know, evidence to. Mm -hmm critique and to complain mm -hmm. and to ask about why yeah. especially when it comes to human to human interactions yeah and so i am quite comfortable with that mm -hmm. and uh, as i looked at the text i was comfortable with asking my own questions why you why know, why based on circumstances in my own mm -hmm. life mm -hmm. why did this happen why why did this, happen? Why did this not function the way I wanted it to. And it sounds like as if the question why comes on the back of a consequence. The consequence that, hey, listen, um, something bad or uh, troubling would have happened and now it leads into a, a whole bunch of questioning as to why is this going on? Right. You know, and, and we're looking back at Jeremiah 8 and you're seeing something quite similar. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> seeing, I'm, seeing, I'm seeing the ebb and flow of yeah. the question why. Mm -hmm. But what makes it so dynamic and interesting is that even though the several characters in the text yeah. ask the question why, mm -hmm. they are all asking it with a different motive in mind. Yeah. They have a different intention. Mm -hmm. You understand? And they have a different experience. But everyone is asking why in the text. So I started to apply this in my own life and ask certain questions. Yeah. About my own existence. Did you find it, Did you find the answers? Well, I'm still trying to, <laughs> still trying to find the wrap my mind well, yeah, around the yeah. answers. I was telling somebody. I was telling somebody sometimes, like you know, I I'm not quite interested in the justifications for why people do what they do. Yeah. Listen to me. I, I mean, forgiveness, <laughs> because the moment I feel personally, like if you start to you know go down the road of why this person behaved the way that they did, it is um in one sense a slippery slope. Is a set of defense. Um, they have a number of reasons why they end up in certain situations, certain yeah, compromising yeah. positions. So, so I tend not to want to go down those roads. But it appears that the person asking these questions is is not necessarily Jeremiah, but he's speaking on behalf of God. 
Yes, you know. So, as I mentioned, God is not afraid. That's right. why. And that's what I'm saying. As I as I looked at the text as well, um, when we look at the question why, mm -hmm. it has implications. Yeah. When someone asks why, there's an implication. There is an implication. There's an implication yeah. on the person who posed the question. Mm -hmm. And there is an implication on the one whom an answer is expected. Mm -hmm. So, although Jeremiah is being given a prophetic view, like a panoramic view of, of the condition of God's people in this text, um, Jeremiah has to ask why. Yes, and sir, it shows his humanity as well and how connected he was with his people. With, with and his people. I found that to be interesting because leaders must connect with their parishioners mm. you know and leaders must reach to the point where as they see the lives of their parishioners yeah. they must ask the question why as well mm -hmm. you know and they would be brought into that position mm -hmm. at some point in time where they have to ask why why are my members not at this particular point in their Christian, in their journey, Christian journey, you yeah, know, yeah. you would have different yeah, questions. Yeah. So as I looked at the text, I recognized that, okay, I need to identify the people and why they are mm -hmm. asking this mm -hmm. question. Mm -hmm. Why? Mm -hmm. And when we look at the text, the I, I I know we have do four, I do I do yeah we have <laughs> four um if I should say identifications yeah, of four why, four wives four wives not four wives but. Four. Oh yeah, we gotta be clear. Four wise ladies and gentlemen. W H Y. Four wise. Yeah. And the first one comes from God. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. No, this is important because God is speaking through Jeremiah, mm -hmm. but he he comes out. Yeah. And that's one of the characteristics of God. God doesn't. He's not like a passive God. Mm -hmm. If God has to reach you. And he recognizes that he has to initiate this in some way or fashion. Yeah. He's going to step out. Mm -hmm. And God steps out as Jeremiah is being given this panoramic view of Israel and Jerusalem. And God asks the question, why? And the question is, why is Jerusalem, my people, why are they continually, perpetually backsliding? Oh, so, okay, so that's the why of vicious cycles. The why of vicious cycle. Like what whatever it is that you are struggling with, you yes. keep you keep going back into it. Like a dog to its vomit, that kinda is that the image you're looking at? I'm looking at it and I'm wondering, was Jonathan McReynolds wrong when <laughs> Jeremiah was seeing this? Because he sings this song cycles. That's it, that's it, that's it. Jeremiah cycles. cycles. And I'm like, yeah. but it seems as though God is really drawn into this vicious cycle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's a spiritually... He, he's drawn to... The, why is it happening? Why is it happening? But you asked the question in the sermon, which was like, I mean, the all-knowing God? <laughs> That's... And I was going to that because the fact is, if I ask you, yeah. why are you interested in Bring it home podcast. Yeah. You'd give me a good synopsis, your yeah. vision, your goals. Uh -huh. We can talk about that. We can relate about that. Human to human interaction, fine. Yeah. But the all knowing God yeah. is coming down into a human sphere, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. finding an emotional moment with his creation. Yeah. And even though he is 
beyond us. He is sovereign. He comes and he's still reasoning with the question, why? Why? Yeah. And that amazes me. I had to ask myself, what type of king mm -hmm. or ruler goes to his subject and wonders why? He would normally he would normally effect judgment mm -hmm. without the question even being asked, mm -hmm. right? But God here is somehow asking His people. He's asking. He probably is asking Jeremiah as well. Mm -hmm. Probably you can explain Jeremiah yeah. what, <laughs> as the leader. Well, why this happening, boy? As a prophet, yeah. Why is my people continually in this vicious yeah. vicious cycle? Mm -hmm. And somehow we may have to ask ourselves the questions: yeah. Why? Are we in this in these vicious cycles of life? Yeah, yeah. Some of us may be in a vicious cycle where we are toxic. Yeah. In our relationship mm -hmm. with our family members. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I like the fact that you're you're bringing it home quite literally. There is this there is this vicious cycle that happens on an individual level on in our homes, level, in our homes. um in our churches. But let's just pause on the home element. I mean, there are so much families who may have rifts between daughter and father you know husband, son, and, wife. husband and wife you know that, that kind of thing and, and it's it never seems to get well it never seems to to get things and especially between husband and wife i mean pastor we, we intend to keep it 100 come on you know what i mean the, and that, that's where we we different from what happens to the pulpit yes. the husband cheats and the wife asks why why is there this vicious cycle? Because you've heard it said, once a cheater, always a cheater. And I'm saying, <laughs> somebody is looking at that particular situation. I'd be like, yeah. what is the draw? What is the draw? What is, what is the appeal? Why is it, I mean, deep within, that persons keep falling back into sin? And that is the question of the text. And my thing is, I mean, for situations like those, and of course situations similar like to, to them, because it could be a lot, what is the draw what, that keeps people going back to the mistakes they've made and repeating that? And I think what is quite interesting to think about when we try to find an answer for, for yeah, that yeah. is the fact that that vicious cycle Although the person who is engaged in it seems to be consciously involved in it, mm -hmm. subconsciously they are not even aware of what they are doing mm. because they have been totally drawn in to this cycle. So they may not even know. But that's the thing. It's natural. And that's the thing. And I made the point in the sermon that the devil is is so subtle subtle yeah, yeah what he desires is that we reach to the point mm -hmm. in our lives where sin has become so normal to us mm -hmm. that we are on autopilot with him oh lord oh lord yeah. let, let's hold up on that yeah. one second we are on autopilot. So, so so you're seeing you've you get so accustomed you you embed so much with him you you're you're being influenced by him so much and so often yep. that it is it is uncon you unconsciously, unconsciously producing pro sin yes correct and that is why i mentioned that 
and that's why I'm saying sin is dangerous. Mm -hmm. It's it's the reason, as as the text says, yeah. why Christ had to come to die. Yeah. Right. To 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 rid man of this dangerous virus. Of that dangerous virus. The the COVID nineteen is a joke when you compare it to what sin can do. Mm -hmm. And sin has a way where it it benumbs our spiritual senses. So that we boy, are boy, on boy, autopilot boy, boy. with the enemy. But you know what's we're not even aware. You know what's messed up about that autopilot challenge? You think you have it under control. <laughs> and we come into that because <laughs> there is this there's this concept about you know control that we don't really understand. Yeah. And for for many of us, control is when we probably enjoy our life mm -hmm. or things are in our favor. But when you think about control in terms of your spiritual calling, yeah. then you can have your life together, but be, as Jeremiah saw, you can be like a, a dumb sight spiritually. You understand? Yeah, 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 like like pots of clay. But I think yeah. Jesus used the image when he was describing the Pharisees in the woes right. to the Pharisees that, that you know, the, the, the outside of the cup is pretty. Good. Yeah, but, inside, <laughs> but inside is like... Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that happens yeah. when we are drawn into mm -hmm. the, 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 the grip of sin. The grip of sin, yeah. Right? Yeah. And during that period of our lives when we are so entangled by it, it's difficult to to get stimuli from God. I, I, so it's like you block yourself off yeah, in one sense. Yeah, yeah. You, you block yourself Isaiah off. Said, that's why Isaiah said, hey, the Lord's hand is not short in that he cannot save, nor is ear too heavy that he cannot yeah, save. Yeah. But it's your sin. Your sin. Have separated you. Your so every time we engaged in that, um, that, that, that drive, mm -hmm. that pull yeah. of sin, we erect walls that disengage us from the stimuli that, of God. That, pre that put a, a barrier between not hmm, between you being able to reach God yes. and God being able to reach you. But thankfully, as we would see, that even though we put that that wall, yeah, yeah, there's a little hope. <laughs> God is like the ultimate construction yeah. man. That's it. He could he could <laughs> break down <laughs> he and he could build up. Yeah. He, <laughs> So yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. that's the grace of God. So, but, but but Jeremiah is mm -hmm. actually witnessing, and we are being invited yes. to, to to witness with him. With him, yeah. How easy it is for us to lose our way. Lose our way. Lose our way. Lose, lose our, our way. track and yeah. be totally yeah. stupefied. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because it I is it, it is apparently through that line of losing your way, which the next why comes. So yes. we had the first why, which is the why of. What the why vicious to vicious cycles, cycles. Yeah. but the next why comes to the the why of um uh you know the why towards mediocrity mm. why is it that you're unbothered oh, by boy. this you know like in one sense you're giving to a reprobate mind you feel like you have it under control there's a way that seemeth right unto a man but the end thereof he thinks doesn't lead to destruction you know and and, and there's this why of non-challenge you're seeing the consequences of god but yeah just how is you it that this luster, you're lackluster and, and jeremiah asked the question which was yeah. why is it that you sit still well <laughs> even people actually were asking the question why do we sit still ah. because in their mind they're thinking all right well it seems like you know 
God has allowed the Babylonians to come and ravage us. So, so there's let's, some let's inter find, introspection. Yeah. So let's find some of the defense city and let us let us silence ourselves. Let's get silent. So they, you know, in 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 other words, they are like trying to attribute in some way, even though they know they are wrong, mm -hmm. they attribute their condition to God too. Careful. And, and that's Care, careful. And that's why God, I can see God hold walking up. back. Asking, hold up oh. a minute. Oh, so so let me make sure we get this picture. Let me make sure we yeah. get this picture. Right? The first question God asked. Yes. Second question they asked. In the first question, God is saying, "Why is there a vicious cycle?" Why is there a vicious cycle? In the second question, they in in one sense are they saying it is God's fault? Because God has God has already shown that they have no care. For their condition. For their condition. Because it says in the text, I mean, the Bible says, God listened, he hearkened, and he, he listened to see if any man he would, tried. Yeah, 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 would yeah. repent <laughs> of his wickedness. And the people are saying, what have I done? What have I done? I, I haven't done anything. Hold up a minute. I have, my membership has been good for a very long time. I'm not too sure if this is a good parallel, but the language sounds similar to something that happened in the book of Job. You remember when the calamity came on Job? Yes. Granted, this is different. It's not quite a vicious cycle, but yes, of course, yes. it's one sense the continual loss, you know, and persecution. Um, but there is this 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 language I, I saw. I can't call it exactly to which text, but with Job, started to think that the things that came upon him was not his fault. Yeah. But yeah. it's God's fault. Yeah. It's hard to blame God. And, and and it didn't start off like that. Didn't start off like that. Because he it. was quite resolute. He's quite resolute. His faith. That's it. But you see, that's so important. It's so important of the circle that we have around mm -hmm. us. Because remember these friends mm -hmm. that came. They started, Three friends, yeah. yeah. they started to intrude in, in, in his mind yeah. certain thoughts, certain thoughts. about God, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, as they say, drop, drop this full basket. For, drop, <laughs> they, drop, drop this yeah, full basket. They, they keep dropping, dropping, dropping Drop stuff. And, and time after time, you know, somehow subtly, Job is starting Come to on, man. think differently. Let me tell you where my mind, where you said my mind yeah. there. He's starting to think differently. The questions you ask of God can be a product of the friendships you have. Thank you. I'll write that down yeah. for the next. For the next. next. <laughs> so it's so important because yeah. socialization is not just in the community. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. it's with the people that are in your space. It's with the in your circle. In your sphere. And then how you are socialized. As you rightly said, mm -hmm. would attribute and contribute to how you see God. Mm -hmm. And it's so important for us to see God in the in the right way. In the right from way. From the right perspective. In the right perspective. Because they in the text, mm -hmm. based on their predicament, are saying, Why do we sit here? Why do we sit here? We're already ravaged. Let's let's find somewhere that we can, you know. Find some semblance of normalcy, some semblance or comfort. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and let us not just find a place, but let us remain silent. So sometimes we reach to the point where we attribute our predicament to God, and we show it verbally and behaviorally. We give God a silent treatment. Ooh. That may just mean we give up on our Bible study. We 
we give up on our prayer life. That's we it. Give up, we give up on, you know. Mm-hmm. On, God didn't on, work out for you. So, I, you know what? This Bible study thing now working out. My mom passed away. My dad passed away. All of whatever. these things happened to me. I lost friends. This guy left me. Whatever it is. This I, relationship this didn't work out. It didn't work out so, there. Yeah, so, yeah. so, you're like, you know what? All of this. Mm-mm. God, if you had loved me, this would not happen. So, you know what? I'm not praying again. And there are so many persons who have that line of questioning, who who who've connected those con- those 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 circumstances, and say that it has to be because God's hand is against me. And God comes down in the midst of that, that moment, yeah, and asks you the question, why? Why? No, he doesn't have to do that. No, no, you did. He doesn't have. No, to no. Do I that. hope I'm not jumping <laughs> it, but you did mention that yes. when God asks why, I, my notes was. Um, it's an expression of the fact that he cares. His character and his grace yes. is seen, yes. revealed when he asks the question. When he asks the question, because why? Because remember, we're talking about God. Mm-hmm. No, Jesus has all right to ask his father why mm. in the Garden ha- of Gethsemane. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's divine even while he's human, mm-hmm. and he's asking why? his father why. why. That's that's quite fine. That's quite fine. Because that is God he's speaking to. Uh-huh. He is God. Uh-huh. But when divine is coming to human yeah. and asking why, there is something that he Dynamic wants changes. you to, 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 understand. to understand. He wants to draw you to a sense of awareness yeah. as to where you are. You know, I'm thinking about the imagery. I'm in class. I'm, I'm, I'm in grade one. And, and you know, the, I'm having a challenge. Uh, and the teacher comes and the teacher asks, you know, uh, uh, you know, the teacher inquires yes. why I keep getting this answer wrong. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, and it is not that the teacher is, it, it would be improper for me to say the reason I'm getting it wrong is because of the teacher. Right. Now, some persons may say, you know, the teacher probably teaching bad, but no. Yeah. The responsibility is on you to learn and right. from your circumstances and to adjust. So when the teacher comes and the teacher inquires as to why it is you are not getting this right, it is an expression of the identity of a teacher who cares about the progress and development of the student. In the same way, I'm seeing that same thing happening here between, you know, the divine and the human. And the human so that, yes. that it is the divine who cares about our spiritual health. Correct. So the teacher, yeah. in that analogy, is on a purposeful path. Purposeful path. And the same thing is with is being demonstrated with God. Yeah. The only challenge is it's a journey that is uncomfortable. Yeah. And when God asks why, prepare for discomfort. Prepare for discomfort. I should have thought of that. You should have thought of that. You know, you should have thought of that. But when God asks why, prepare. Prepare. Prepare for discomfort. Prepare for discomfort. Prepare to to make some changes. Prepare to reevaluate that plan or that aspiration (laughs) that you have deep interest in. Prepare to think things over again. Prepare to go back to the drawing board. And and it's not that you're starting from scratch. Let's get that clear. You're not starting from scratch. You're starting with the experience of the past. And and, and with that knowledge, you can now make more astute, informed decisions. Practical decisions. Prepare. So God's why actually is opportunistic for success. For success. 
Yeah, it's the beginning point. Correct. You know, there in when when studying for exams, there is this strategy to get um you know a straight A, and one of the strategies is to develop a problem log as you study, and in that problem log, you will you will highlight all the um problems that you faced answers you got wrong and you would highlight in there why you got it wrong all right and then you go back to that problem log after having asked that why question and seeing the reason why you got it wrong you go back to that log and you work on the problem areas and so instead of focusing on the the questions that you get right all the time you focus on the questions that you get wrong and by bringing and balancing up and and you know you you start to have less and less problems but having less and less problems begins yeah. with knowing why you're in the cycle that you're in and i think that is the level of uh, um you know um that's the knowledge upon which god wants us to operate know why you're going through this thing and know that that is the first step to your progress first step, first step. i i find that this text is really applicable to every human generation Mm -hmm. and every circumstance Mm -hmm. that we may find ourselves in Mm -hmm. where we ask the question why Why? because if we think about and if God you know enables us mentally and spiritually to have that mindset where we channel everything that happens to us from a spiritual eye then we would recognize that there are some questions God would be asking us as well. And it would cause us to think about our life, the trajectory, our path, where we are, the plans, the goals that we have. And then we start to line up everything with the mentality of, what does God think about this? I wonder what God will Ask me if I was to venture onto this path. Would he have to ask me why? It's 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 that type of thinking and spiritual connection that God really desires from us. And in this text, we, we get a clear picture of that because when you're in a terrible spiritual state, you don't think clearly. You don't spiritually. You don't. You don't, you don't. You don't think clearly spiritually. And so, God himself has to initiate some things that may bring some discomfort to provide an avenue and a pathway where you can see the light. Mm. Oh boy, I'm listening to the music in the back. I'm like, it's yeah. so fit. It's so yes. fitting with you. I hope yes. they hear. I hope they hear the music too. I hope so. Well. Yes, <laughs> because yeah. it's it. It feels like we're about to make an appeal, but no, <laughs> there are two more whys. Yeah. Um, and we talked about why to um, you know, which side why to um, mediocrity and non-talents, and, and this third why. Uh, why, the provocation. Why the provocation? Yeah, and we captured the image in the text that. These people are moving like God doesn't exist. Is there not a God in Zion? <laughs> Jeremiah had to ask a question. <laughs> what going on here? And, and I think this was the, the part of the text that struck me the most. Mm-hmm. Because a man like Jeremiah, whom God called even before he was in his mother's womb, yeah. he would have bought into God's plan and direction for his life. Mm-hmm. He knows the efficacy of this God. Yeah, yes. 
He knows that this God is a God who doesn't bluff. That's it. And yet he is put into a position to still question, is God in Zion? Is God in Zion? That shows the depravity of the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me let let's 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 marinate on that for one second. I'm capturing the idea that here is a man or a woman who is living like God is not in their home. You you the way you interact with people is like you don't know God. You ever hear he taught um the um the the, the colloquial thing we just say if you ever take God out of your thoughts, thoughts. <laughs> don't take God out of your thoughts. I try subject. I do that. Yeah, so don't take God out of there. But, but it's almost as if people are operating like God is not in their thoughts. Now you don't think about God when you do what you do. Yeah. God is like, mm, it's, it's not the first thing on your priority. And so I'm, I, I'm, I'm seeing an appeal stop moving like god doesn't exist stop making decisions like he doesn't stop 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 interacting with people um whether it is the opposite sex or, or, or your, your boss or whoever it is stop misrepresenting god and he, including first man and he he comes with this this question of why and it's as if god is looking into the channels of history and the future. Yeah. His sacrifice. Mm-hmm. His love. And he really is. And as I think about it now, I'm thinking this could be a moment where we could look at it both ways. Mm-hmm. Where God is not just asking us why. Could it be that he's even, and this raises my poke, could it even be that he's asking himself why? Himself. Why did I? Because you remember in Genesis, when God saw how depraved the world was, the Bible says it repented him that he had made man. So sometimes I wonder, Based on how the conversation has moved to the, yeah, yeah, yeah. that does God, God ask himself? Does God ask himself why? Does God ask himself why? Does he sometimes think about if he had another chance? God forbid. God forbid. And, but and but this frightens I, I, me. I don't know why your pause reads, but I'll tell you why mine did. Do I ever, by the way I move, the vicious cycles that I find myself in, make God repent that He made me? Right, let's let the next question ever. <laughs> so, so, so it's, we capture. It's worth considering. It's, it's, it's worth considering. Worth considering. And, and to marinate it. And if you're yeah. in traffic, you're listening to this. Or if you're listening, watching us live, where are you yeah. catching us from? Of course, quick note, you can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you get your podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Bring it home podcast. That's what we're doing. But yeah, we're back. We're back to it. Marinate on that question. Yeah, I think it's something that should cause some deep 
introspection. Yeah, some in deep introspection. And I'm grateful that we can say God forbid. Amen. Amen. Yeah, man. Because grace is sufficient. God's grace, as I said, it, it has stamina. Yeah. It, it, it goes beyond mm-hmm. circumstance. That's it, man. To save us. That's it. In the midst of all crucifixion. That's it. And, and, and when you asked yourself in, in word as you, as you were preaching, um, you mentioned that some persons are on social media. And, and the way they post, man. Yeah. And we have to be realistic about it. That yeah. The culture is swaying us into a mode where we try to build belonging mm-hmm. from the culture. Yeah. And we live the on likes. real. Yeah, the likes. We try to live on real identities mm. and on real It's lives. not you. It's not you. It's mm-hmm. not it's not you and your worth and your your value should not be subscribed to a click of someone's finger. Come on, man. You know. And you do anything for that click? Yeah, and you do anything for that click. Clickbait. And because you're willing to stoop low, because you're willing to compromise, you provoke God. To anger. Why are you doing it? And that's the thing about God. God gets upset. You know, I, I, I see the, the human elements of God in this text. That's it. You know, God gets upset. angry. Yeah, he does. And we know we can get mm-hmm. upset. Mm-hmm certain circumstances mm-hmm. and when we got upset some people get a taste of our tongue yeah. they get a taste of the next side of us they get a taste of our didymus not thomas <laughs> the didymus of us <laughs> lord of mercy yeah, Miss yeah. yeah yeah thomas yeah and and when you pack all these things together yeah the vicious cycle the vicious cycle the non-challenge, the mediocrity, the, the provoking God. And, you know, there is this this place that we come to and you find it in the last question in one sense of, 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 of Jeremiah 8. You know. And, and Jeremiah I, I, is asking it. Yeah, he's asking the question. Like, like, and, and he's in a... I want us to also, you know, be emotionally intelligent while reading the text. Yeah. Because Jeremiah is literally emotionally wrecked. Mm. He's pained yeah. looking at the situation. That's it. And that's why as the leader, as a preacher, mm-hmm. we should feel pain when we see the flock. The flock. Not living to God's prescribed ideal. You know, we should feel that pain. I can't remember the prophet, but one of them, I think it's Isaiah, one of them speaks about elders weeping between the porch and the altar mm. for, for God's people. Both sides, man. Yeah, weeping between the porch and the altar. Yeah, man. Because if we are real and honest with ourselves, mm-hmm. all of us, in some way we have lost our way. You know, we, we are in this text. We are represented in this text. <laughs> we are sitting still and in silence and attributing some of our predicaments to God. We are looking for health and we can't find it. You can't find it. We're looking for peace and we can't find it. You can't find it. You're looking for contentment and happiness and and you can't find it. You're looking for joy. You cannot find it. 
we're just hearing the snorting of the horses that Israel heard. Mm -hmm. We are hearing the snorting of the enemy running into our lives, ravaging us from our peace and our health. And Jeremiah is looking at the condition and he's saying, is not God inside? And so we have to ask ourselves the question, and that's why I made it applicable to USC. Is God not in USC? Yeah. And you brought it home. Is God not in our marriages? Mm -hmm. Is God not in our jobs where yeah. our colleagues have more influence over us on the job? Our spirituality has no bearing on them on the job. Is not God in that place? Is not God in, in you? Yeah. Is not the king in his rightful place? And Jeremiah comes with this last question and it seems unresolved. Yeah. Why is the health of my people not resolved and the land that can... Are they not health, uh, health the, practitioners the land in that any has, land? Yeah. The land that has all the healing remedies. Yeah. But you're not here. It's right next door to Israel. But I think it's a shot in the face to our efforts to solve our problems and that's the problem in sharp contrast to god's ability to yeah and so if i frame it as the why of unsolved problems on the why? back of one you're in a vicious cycle that number two you blame god for and more importantly you keep moving like as if god doesn't exist but at the yeah. same time you're wondering why it is your your your, your problems why are you wondering why it is you still feeling empty? Yeah. But you started with, off with, with with so much. With so much. Yeah. Because there are a lot of people who have a lot. And they still don't have. Empty. And <sighs> somehow I just got a word there about <laughs> keeping that one. No, yeah. Keep that yeah, the whole is one. <laughs> I mean and and I appreciate I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, I appreciate us really mapping out the text, yeah. um, seeing the beauty, but more so I see a strong call to the individual listening that you might be questioning why certain things are happening in your life. And God wants you to introspect because as much as I think God may want them to answer, it's rhetorical enough. <laughs> it's rhetorical enough. In other words, You've tried all of these things, but you're still not trying God. And Israel's problem then, in Jeremiah's time, was that they were trying to live life through their own knowledge, through their own abilities, however they choose, living it however they want to. But as long as you're not living life according to God, best believe you're not living. Not living at all. Hmm? And so ladies and gentlemen, Maybe existing. This has been the Bring It Home Podcast, the podcast where we hope that you found a private application to your situation. This was Pastor Shalon Kerr. We'll link the sermon that he preached down below so you can catch a little bit more of it. But don't compare the two. This was quite different in its own way. And you'll catch a different version of it one on the pulpit. So guys, thank you so much for listening. We do hope you have a wonderful one. God bless.
<laughs> Give me some. Look. <laughs> and I don't know the text. I was going to use this text or something else. Mm-hmm. Why not? Why not? I see where you're going. 